Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music. Transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. The quartet starts out with a medley of three songs, all of which express this blessed thought. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Jesus, my soul can enthrall. 
our Heavenly Father, we seek thy blessing on this program and upon everyone who listens. Fulfill thy promise that thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. This we ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. O oh, Jesus, blessed Redeemer, Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God.
sleeps exhausted in the summer's chase. So pants my soul for the great King of kings. So thirst to reach thy sacred dwelling place. Why faint my soul? Why doubt Jehovah's still shall prove within his courts thy thanks shall yet be paid unquestioned be his faithfulness and Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, Mind Cure. There's no denying it. Our day is full of impossible problems. Tensions, trials, sorrows, heartaches, conflicts, harassing burdens, doubts. As Helen Keller, who, by the way, has been blind and deaf all her life, has said, the world is full of troubles. Well, we all know that. But she said more than this. Here is her full sentence. The world is full of troubles, but it is also full of the overcoming of troubles. And she has proved this statement. For her whole life has been a series of victories over trouble. That's the real Christian message. To live in our present world, one must think right. To have health of soul and body, one must have healthy thoughts. For it is eternally true, as written in the great book, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, verse 7. I have enjoyed lately, as never before, that masterpiece on the subject of health, The Ministry of Healing, a wonderful book indeed written by Ellen G. White. Especially have I enjoyed the chapter entitled Mind Cure, from which we will draw many sentences and even paragraphs for this message. For instance, this, the relation that exists between the mind and the body is very intimate. When one is affected, the other sympathizes. The condition of the mind affects the health to a far greater degree than many realize. Many of the diseases from which men suffer are the result of mental depression, grief, anxiety, discontent, remorse, guilt, distrust, all tend to break down the life forces and to invite decay and death. This is good science, and it's in harmony with Holy Scripture. All who live on this earth will have sorrow, sadness, and disappointment. These things will either drive us from God or drive us to God. If we face trouble in the wrong way, it becomes poison to our hearts and bodies. But if we face it in faith and trust, in one who knows more than we know, one who is too wise to make a mistake and too good to be unkind, it will actually make us grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. Second Peter 3.18 For is it not written, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Isaiah 26 verse 3 
This is the real mind cure, the real faith cure. Dwight L. Moody said that a man once came to him and spoke in this way. Moody, have you got grace to go to the stake as a martyr? No, said Moody. What do I want to go to the stake for? Another person came to him and said, Moody, if God should take your son, do you have grace to bear it? The great evangelist answered, What do I want grace for? I don't need grace to bear that which has not been sent. If God should call upon me to part with my boy, he will give me grace to bear it. What we want is grace for the present, said Moody, grace to bear the trials and temptations of every day. As thy days, so shall thy strength be, is the promise of God. Deuteronomy 33:25, And Jesus gives according to our needs. I think it was Roland Hill, the great evangelist, who told the story of a rich man and a poor man in his congregation. The rich man came to Mr. Hill with a sum of money with which he wished to help the poor man, and he asked Mr. Hill to give it to him as he thought best, all at once or little at a time. So Mr. Hill sent the poor man a five-pound note with the endorsement, More to Follow. Every few months a remittance was sent with the same message, More to Follow. Now that's grace, more to follow, more to follow. That's the way it is with God's help in sickness and in trouble. He gives us help, but there's always more to follow. In it all, our minds are to be stayed upon him. We are to lean upon him. Remember this, disease is sometimes produced and is often greatly aggravated by the imagination. Many are lifelong invalids who might be well if they only thought so. Many imagine that every slight exposure will cause illness, and the evil effect is produced because it is expected. Many die from disease, the cause of which is wholly imaginary. Here is where true Christian faith comes in. It is written in Romans 14:17, The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. This kingdom of peace is to be ours right here in this world. The Holy Spirit dwells in the heart of the true Christian, and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. That's Galatians 5, 22. We are to accept the statement of our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 6, 31. Therefore take no thought, that is, anxious thought, no worrying thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? We are to accept as authority the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10:31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. We need to remember also that the control of one mind over another is not to be condoned. It is not God's purpose that any human being should yield his mind and will to the control of another becoming a passive instrument in his hands. On the other hand, we should recognize the importance and value of the basic principles of psychology and psychiatry, which are not contrary to Christian teaching. God alone heals. Christ himself is the restorer. Because I live, he says, ye shall live also. John 14, 19. This is the life we are to present to the sick telling them that if they have faith in Christ as the Restorer, if they cooperate with him, obeying the laws of health and striving to perfect holiness in his fear, he will impart to them his life. 
When we present Christ to them in this way, we are imparting a power, a strength that is of value. It comes from above. This is the true science of healing for body and soul. Many people are sick with diseases caused by the mind, a sick heart, a discouraged heart, which needs sympathy and love. Often some home trouble is eating like a canker into the very soul. Sometimes it's remorse for sin which undermines the Constitution. Here again the Christian worker can bring blessing. If the patient's faith can be directed to Christ, the true physician, if they can have confidence in him and realize that God loves them, that he has undertaken their case, that their sins will be forgiven, health of body will often follow. Here's another quotation from that wonderful book, The Ministry of Healing. When the love and sympathy that Christ manifested for the sick is combined with the physician's knowledge, his very presence will be a blessing. And I certainly know by personal experience that this is true. What a blessing a true praying Christian physician can be. His scientific skill and deep faith in God have not only brought healing, but life itself in more than one emergency. A few years ago, a giant sequoia tree in California was cut down, and the scientists examined it closely to determine its history. This is what they learned. This tree was a seedling in the year 271 before Christ. 516 years later, in A.D. 245, it was damaged by a forest fire. Nature began to repair the damage by folding successive layers of living tissue over the scar left by the flames. It took over a hundred years for this healing to take place. By A.D. 350, the wounds were healed. In the centuries that followed, two more severe fires damaged the tree. When it was finally cut down, the scar left by the first of these fires had been completely healed, and the scar left by the second was in the process of being covered. This last scar showed a gigantic wound 18 feet wide and 30 feet high. Had nature been given more time, it too would have been entirely healed. Friends, not only does nature's God heal trees, but his laws of healing are at work in human lives, bodies and minds. We must learn to cooperate with him. And let us not forget that the power of the will is a wonderful aid in the maintenance of health. There are thousands who can recover health if they will. The Lord does not want them to be sick. He desires them to be well and happy, and they should make up their minds to be well. There are some important principles of mind cure to be found in the Bible. Abiding peace and true rest of spirit have but one source. Come unto me, said Jesus, all ye that labor under heavy laden and I will give you rest. Matthew 11:28. My peace give I unto you, John 14:27. We are not to anticipate trouble, but we are to find help in every time of trouble. And so the Lord brings that help to those who are seeking for it. Remember, the fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. Proverbs 14:26. In Isaiah 46:3, we find the promise of God that He who has cared for us from birth from our earliest breath will watch over us, even through old age. Let us give expression to our faith. Let there be more rejoicing, more thanksgiving to God. 
we can actually educate our souls to be thankful. It's our privilege to maintain a calm repose in God. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts and be thankful. Colossians 3, 15. Our message today of mind cure might be compressed into one sentence. Instead of requiring sympathy, let us impart it. Opening our hearts to Christ's love, let it flow out to others, remembering that all have trials. Let us do something to lighten the burdens of others, expressing gratitude for the blessings we have and keeping the heart full of the precious promises of God. If we open our hearts heavenward, he will surely give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, so that with one who was a great sufferer, we may say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases.
let's remember that God is on his throne and one day will establish his kingdom on this earth. Let us then, encouraged, look up and go forward in faith. Have faith in God. In him the mind finds rest. Have faith in God for health and life and zest. Have faith in God the first, the last, the best. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has served to bring spiritual strength today. And we invite you to join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. Yes, friend, we do enjoy your letters. In fact, we must have your letters. So don't forget to write to the Voice of Prophecy, Box 55, Los Angeles, California. And with your letters, please send your prayers that God may bless everyone who hears the broadcast. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.